Talking CRM with Jeff and David, getting the best value for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems. David Beard, CRM Principal, and Jeff Richards, Head of Training Program Development for Sage CRM, spend time chatting with customers, resellers, and others about Sage CRM in action around the globe. Across three episodes, we talk with Kyle James from Verda Scientific. Based on the eastern seaboard of the USA, they've been a Sage CRM customer for over 10 years. In this episode, Kyle introduces us to the company and what they provide. We talk about the justification for their first entree into CRM back in 2012 and the value of a commercial leader who's in charge of the CRM implementation. My name is uh, Kyle James. I'm the vice president of uh, Verter Scientific US. We are the North American subsidiary of Verter Scientific. The Verter Scientific is really an umbrella name and under each of that we have kind of our scientific brands. So in addition to being vice president of the US uh, subsidiary here, I'm also the business unit manager for RETCH, which is the milling and the grinding, sieving and assisting equipment. And then we have uh, you know, additional brands underneath of that, Carbolite, Ultra, QATM, et cetera, um, you know, that all operate out of this office here in the US. We're really just focused on you know, the US and Canada and obviously your Caribbean territories. And really we're just day in and day out, um, you know, selling or trying to sell anyway, uh, you know, laboratory equipment to a full spectrum of industry, chemical, pharmaceutical, agricultural, really any any and all of it, university, government. So the customer base that we have crosses all industrial platforms, which is a good thing for us because we are so diverse that if one segment goes down, you know, maybe it's propped up by another segment. So we are um, we are pretty pretty well spread out and pretty diversified. So we usually do. Uh, again, everybody suffers a little bit with the pandemic, like COVID or a recession. But usually with our broad portfolio, we, we typically handle it fairly well. And again, we are full, we have been for, for quite some time now, fully integrated, um, you know, our sales force and our customer service and service guys with our full Sage suite. So everything is linked up between CRM as well as Sage 100. So everybody operates pretty seamlessly. And then a couple of years ago, we transitioned all of our on-prem equipment into Azure pretty big undertaking obviously um but again you know add a few hiccups here and there but as of right now we're operating pretty much flawlessly 100 percent in azure just allows you know easier productivity for all of our service guys sales guys even the folks that work out of our newtown office so it's been uh it's been a journey i want to talk to you more about the technical underpinnings and, and how you ended up where you are one thing we didn't really cover on there is you, you kind of loosely glanced against it what does the business do? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. No, we um, we manufacture laboratory equipment. So again, it's for quality control, research and development. Um, so again, with each of the different brands, we all serve a different, say, laboratory need. So for the Retch brand, um, if customers are trying to grind things up, like let's say, for instance, um, I wanted to analyze the plastic in my you know, coffee cup. Okay. Um, usually what we would do is the customer says, hey, I have this cup and I need to grind it into a powder so that I can then analyze or do some sort of chemical you know, um, 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 test on it. So basically we would take products like that, grind everything up into a powder, and then that allows the, um, the lab guy to test it. Destructive exactly. analysis. 
we grind everything up. We just make a mess really by that now. Um, but yeah, no, that's really the name of the game is is really for Wretch specifically, because again, that's the one I work in. Mm-hmm. We're straight up just grinding everything. Really particle size is kind of our forte. If I was to encounter your serv- your products, I should say, in, in my day-to-day life, where would I find them? Who Who would use this? Whether it's the chemical industry, you know, if you just think of like BASF, DuPont, you know, all those guys, they would use it. Um, you would have your food manufacturers, you know, Post Foods, you know, your cereal that you eat. They, okay. they use all of our equipment for testing their cereal. So anybody that you could think of. Okay, I understand. So any anywhere that someone needs something analyzed at a granular level, yeah, you provide the the things that do that, the grinding, yeah, I mean, the analysis. It comes down to your clothing, your shoes, your yeah. car. You know what I mean? Everything. The the right. paint you use. Every literally everything. From a CRM perspective, then you started with us back in 2011, if my records are correct, 2011, 2012, with the free user or one or two users. What prompted you to get on board the CRM? What were the issues you were trying to solve? The main thing was that we had been using Sage 100 or, you know, Mass 90. That's what it was called back in the day, obviously. Mm. We had used that forever and we used to use ACT. It was fine. There's nothing wrong with the product. But I wanted something that would integrate with the ERP to allow communication, syncing. I want to be able to do quotes out of the CRM. I want to be able to do orders. I want my ERP and CRM to be speaking to one another. So obviously that was just the logical next step was we have our ERP. We're not changing the ERP. Now we need to find something that plays nice with the ERP. So when we started out with Sage CRM, I was like, okay, it allowed it allowed pretty much everything that I wanted it to, to, to do as far as making our lives a little bit, allowing workflows to to operate and have more of a synchronous flow. What else happened from a marketing perspective saying we're using the system to track leads through to the whole customer service? Is that the one sentence summary? Yeah, I mean, whenever I train any new hire here, you open up, you know, three three pieces of, of, of tool work, you know, for your arsenal. You have Outlook, you have Sage 100, you have Sage CRM. Really, I mean, the vast majority of people here, they're operating out of CRM, you know, probably 70, 80% of their day, whether it be logging communications, doing quotes, entering new people. The customer service team enters orders through the CRM because, again, it's all tagged. Our service guys are entering service cases and doing quotes for that. So it's really the CRM is like our hub for, obviously, for our customer information, which is, you know, what the intent was. So it's really to follow the whole journey. And again, like you said, from a marketing perspective, you know, when we go to a trade show in the past or when we do a seminar, we had no way of really knowing, okay, you know, we meet 50 people. Out of those 50 people, how many opportunities do we create? What's our ROI? How do we do that? And in the past, it was just guesswork. It was like, we're just happy to meet 200 people. Well, it's cool to meet people, but I, my job is to sell. I want to, <laughs> I'm here to make money. You know what I mean? So that was that. And we wanted to know what, that our money was being spent for, for you know, reasonable purposes. So is that why you were using ACT in the early days? Is it that same mentality about we need to keep track of these things? Well, sure. Yeah. And I mean, again, with with the ACT database, I mean, really, that was just a straight up just a uh, I was only just treated as a database, you know, as new right. customers contacted us, we would put them into ACT, enter all their details and, you know, have notes and things like that. But again, when it came to quote time, we jump out of ACT, hop into into say or mass 90 back in the day, do the quote. And again, they were just too 
they were two good systems. Don't get me mm. wrong, but I wanted something where you know I had a marriage between those two because they do they do communicate you know um, quite integrally with each other. So I, yeah. I want them to to always be that way. So you mentioned quotes and and, and orders earlier. Uh, do you do things like you know interrogate stock in the back office so the guys and girls can put together a quote? Do you use that level of integration, or is it more about just posting orders through? Pretty much like if I were to say from our sales guys perspective, like, if, you know, if a customer contacts me and says, hey, Kyle, I need this, this, this and this. Yeah. Um, really, the process is if they're a new customer, we go in, enter the new customer or company. And then our process is, is when we're ready to make a quote, opportunities always come, you know, you do an opportunity, then immediately a quote. If you're not quoting, you don't make an opportunity okay. yet because it's not really reached that level. At least that's the way that we define it. So. We make an opportunity that way it's logged and that way we can start doing communications scheduling right. follow-ups all the good stuff right. and then we do a quote and then once we hit quote obviously everything from that point is done from the sales order entry module where we can see you know stock okay. status and all the good stuff okay but life very much as you said it's a hub so the customer yeah. as a prospect starts in crm yes and it's all driven out of there. That's good. It's a good discipline to have because I think some of the challenges we have of customers who don't really get it is they often just start doing stuff in the back office even before they're a customer. And I go, why would you do that? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, definitely. I mean, we figured it out. And again, not that our, our process is perfect, but it does. It's not like a strictly regimented process, right. but it is fairly rigid in that, you know, these are the base steps that you have to take. So, yeah, I think you kind of have to have a little bit of that. So when you started in 2012 with us, which is you know 10 years, thank you for being a customer for a long time now, you went up to about 33 something users in 2020. Now you're at 52. So I'm hoping that's down to the success of the company, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, honestly, I mean, we've been really successful um, so far, you know, with Verter Scientific and Verter Scientific continues to grow. Mm -hmm. So one of the processes that we have for Verter Scientific, let's say, you know, globally, or even I don't want to speak for the directors over in, uh, in, in Europe, they might get upset with me. But again, you know, it's always been our goal was certainly to grow organically. So Retch, you know, has been here, has been part of Verter for, you know, since the 80s. So that was kind of the original kind of Verter scientific company. And again, we continue to grow organically. But then we've also, our owner Andres has also looked at M&A activity, acquisitions, etc. So again, we are always on the lookout and we've been adding, you know, we, we added Carbolite uh, Gyro to the fold back in 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. um, we added Ultra, we acquired Ultra, um, I want to say back in 2015. So again, we've been kind of doing that as well as far as, you know, M&A activity, which, you know, continues to bolster our portfolio. So again, we're growing within ourselves we're acquiring yeah. companies trying to grow them so as we continue to grow obviously we need more people more mm -hmm. users more licenses more activity so um so yeah no i mean it's really been um a growth story you know a success story at least from a verter perspective and what's it been like for you because i'm guessing by the way you're talking you kind of own crm in the company right yeah 100 percent. <laughs> what's it been like when you brought in these new people from new companies different cultures different ways of working how do you get them enthused and on board with crm <laughs> usually i come in and say you do this or that's it no i'm just kidding um <laughs> you know, getting people on board, whether it be new hires or people coming in from, from an acquisition. I mean, again, it's always difficult because it's different. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, change is what change is. Some people 
hop on board and accept it. Some people are reluctant, but it does work out in the end. And some people just don't like it. And it may just be one facet or the other facet. The thing that I've always tried to when I when I do the training and when I do, you know, onboarding with with uh, with, the, you know, the various product lines that we have. The one thing is, is with as especially with CRM and even Sage, Sage 100 to a certain extent is that, you know, it's meant to be uh, a little bit of or I shouldn't say a little bit. It's meant to be an elastic live environment. If I don't have a specific field that let's say we un- onboard this team of sales guys and they're used to seeing, I don't know, an XYZ field that means something to them and their sales activity. Okay, that's easy enough. If it's an easy field, I'll create it myself or I'll reach out right. to Anthony and say, hey, I need this coded up. Can you do this? Right. So having you know an agile kind of elastic environment is always helpful because again, I, I, I'm not a fan of, of, of putting people in a box. Yeah. You know, even my direct sales team, I don't say, this is how we do sales and this is the shtick that you have to follow. I say, look, here's the base rules. What works good for your communication style, you know, let's try that out if we need to tweak something. But again, I need everybody to have that kind of elastic feel mm-hmm. to them where it's like, look, we always need to kind of modify and, and maybe adjust things, et cetera. And I think the CRM platform has been great for that because if we need a new report, if we need a new field, if we need something linked, if we need to communicate with something, again, it offers that ability where it's not like, you know, a six month project. Brilliantly explained. And, and that's one of the things I do love about the product. You'd expect me to say this, of course, Kyle, <laughs> but I do love sure. the flexibility because it does give companies like you the ability to make changes quickly on the fly themselves. And in your case, when, you, when you're subsuming new companies who have a different way, perhaps, or need a slightly different workflow or a different report, you can do that. In the next episode, Kyle talks further about onboarding new staff to the Sage CRM product, the value of his long-term relationship with his Sage CRM partner, LLB Group, and how he has turned his vision into a reality of a valuable operational system for his organization. You've been listening to Talking CRM with Jeff and David, getting the best for the whole organization from your integrated CRM and accounting systems. 